0: Welcome to Every Believer Confident, hosted by Dr. Mark Farnham, where we explore in seven minutes or less how to effectively share and defend your faith. This is Apologetics for the Average Christian with ideas and practical principles that can help you this week as you engage unbelievers with the good news of the gospel. Let's go get some confidence. Welcome back to the Every Believer Confident podcast. This is Dr. Mark Farnham. And in today's episode, we're talking about what for me was one of the most powerful truths to learn that totally affected the way that I relate to unbelievers, the way I think of apologetics and encountering unbelievers with the gospel. So we're going to begin a, uh, a topic today that we will continue in further podcasts. And the topic is this, how do we understand unbelievers? What's going on in their hearts and minds When we engage them with the gospel. And the beautiful thing is that in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 and following, God opens up the heart and mind of the unbeliever to show us what's really going on. And that gives tremendous confidence that if this is true, then there are certain things I don't have to worry about. A wonderful example is the common request to prove that God exists. Uh, That is a seemingly impossible demand. And sometimes people will say, if you can prove God exists to me, I'll believe in him. How do you prove that an infinite, eternal, invisible God exists to the satisfaction of an unbeliever? You can't. But as we'll see through this series of episodes on understanding unbelievers, we don't have to. So let's jump right in. One of the primary reasons Christians do not share their faith freely is fear. This fear comes in many forms. Some are afraid to be mocked or ridiculed. Others are afraid they'll be asked questions they can't answer. Some fear the high levels of discomfort that they experience when they do try to witness. And others fear that they may experience persecution of some kind. One time I was in a church and teaching on apologetics and A guy came up to me afterward and said, Mark, what should I do? Every time I seek to share the gospel with my brother, he physically assaults me. I said, what do you mean? He said, he will physically attack me, throw chairs at me, seek to beat me up. So I can understand why he would be fearful of seeking to share the gospel with his brother. But the truth is, most of us in the West do not have to fear that kind of thing. But we do fear other responses from unbelievers. One of the most important truths, however, that can be learned to alleviate fear and witnessing is the truth of the nature of unbelievers, according to the Bible. In other words, God tells us in his word exactly what's happening inside the heart and mind of every unbeliever. And by learning this, believers can approach unbelievers with more confidence, knowing that regardless of his appearance, every unbeliever shares the same basic characteristics in relationship to God. So although scripture has much to say about the nature of unbelievers, no passage is as clear and definitive as Romans 1. So Romans 1 tells us, first of all, that every unbeliever already knows God exists and knows some things about him. So let's start with Romans 1.18. We're told the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. If we look down all the way to verse 32, though they know God's decree. The idea here is throughout this passage, we are told over and over again that the unbeliever knows God, not that he knows a God, but that he knows God. So the question that often arises when people consider sharing their faith is, what if someone demands that I prove God exists before they'll believe? And that's a difficult question, but the answer is surprisingly easy. You don't have to. These verses are clear about what the unbeliever already knows. Repeatedly, we are told here that unbelievers already know God and are in a relationship of wrath with him. That's what verse 18 says. The wrath of God is revealed, that is, God has revealed his wrath against sin from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. The point here simply is that the unbeliever knows God in a relationship of wrath uh, because God has shown it to them. If God shows someone something, it's unmistakable. Verse 20 tells us that even God's invisible attributes are clearly understood by the unbeliever every time he looks at the world. And this corresponds with Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2, which tells us that the heavens proclaim God's glory every day. Theologians call this natural revelation, and Romans one twenty tells us that this has been true ever since the world was made. The net effect of this knowledge is that the unbeliever has no excuse... For not believing in God. And yet many people don't believe in God. So what do we do with that? Well, in the next episode, we'll take a look further into Romans 1. And it tells us why they don't believe and what's going on in the heart and mind of every unbeliever. But I hope that this episode has shown you that God says the unbeliever knows him, knows that he's guilty. And so when I'm talking to an unbeliever... I know that they understand and know the God that I'm speaking of and that by raising that issue with them, I am revealing more of their guilt before God because I'm seeking to speak the truth. So what do we do with that? We'll look at that in a future episode, but I hope that you've been encouraged that you are not trying to share a message that is unknown to the non-Christian. Rather, that person knows exactly what you're talking about when you speak of guilt When you speak of a holy God, our job is to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which they do not know. I hope that this episode has helped you with that and that it strengthens your conversations with unbelievers. May God richly bless your week as you seek to do that. For more information on how you can host a practical apologetics conference at your church or to listen to past episodes, please visit apologeticsforthechurch.org.